Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This is Autumn Outlaw with an original Outlaw podcast. We're so glad to have you here. Um, I don't know about you, but right now the world's a little bit crazy with um, coronavirus. And so we're um, kind of weak into all this craziness. And so uh, it's kind of fun to take a break um, and talk about something that to me really helps impact my life. My next guest um, is the owner of Need as a Pin, which is an organization and cleaning company. She's going to talk about it in detail in a minute. But I want to welcome Jennifer Snyder. Thank you. Yeah. So glad to be here. Yeah. So I'm a little bit um, selfish in this because I'm glad you're here to help me <laughs> with the organization. I am a little bit of a mess. I've, my husband is uh, a neat freak. I mean, he'd even say we call him Danny Tanner because he's very organized. He gets the kids in, you know, um, marching orders gets them going, clean the house, and I don't. I'm, I'm glad they do it, but it doesn't bother me like it does him. So I feel like I need a little bit of, of this for me. Uh, and I'm also glad you're here because we're friends through social media mostly, and you're hilarious. You're so <laughs> funny. So I'm glad um, to get to talk to you today. About well, all thank this. you, thank you. Yeah. I like to be fun. I like to be memorable. Yeah, you do a great job of that. Well, thanks. And just <laughs> yeah. so that you know, and my husband knows that I tell this to everybody. My husband is a hot mess. <laughs> And so he has his areas at home that are just his. And in fact, I tell the cleaning lady, don't mess with his desk. Don't mess with his room. Don't spend a whole minute on his things because there's no hope. <laughs> and so, so I totally get it. I may fall into that category. We'll, we'll see. As we talk the other day, I'll kind of see where I stand. But so uh, tell us more about Nina's a pin. Actually, let's start with you. Tell us more about you and your family. My family. So I am a third generation Wacoan. Awesome. And I went to the same elementary school that my parents went to. Mm -hmm. And so it was very romantic in that way. And and so I worked, I worked out in the world and and I, God was talking to me and, and sending me in this direction. And and I I tried. I tried to dig in my heels and say, No, I don't think so. But he said, Oh yes, I do. And so here I am. And and I did this. I, I went out and became an entrepreneur with a little baby at home, oh. still in diapers. And so I have three boys. So I've, I've any advice that I give, I have lived it 100%. And so I've got two grown boys now. They're 24 and 21. And then I have an 11-year-old still at home. Wow, that's a lot to manage. <laughs> that's awesome. Absolutely. And those and my boys, I found that as they grow, I become, you know, there's that teenager. Those teenagers were, you know, mom's really like the most annoying person on earth. 
and now they've come full circle and they remember the value of mom and and so that feels good. I'm looking forward to that because yeah. I have an eight-year-old who's already a teenager in her own little world. Uh, so I'm ready There's to hope. to come There's back. Hope. Trust so, me. Good, good. Can't wait for that. <laughs> awesome. So going back to work and, mm-hmm. and, and your company you started when you, your son was just a little bitty, tell us about Need as, Need as a Pen and kind of what kind of pushed you into doing that. So it was really, it was really awesome. I was a wedding planner and wedding planning is very stressful. So a friend of ours, my husband and I, he he was saying that his wife needed some help. And I'm like, you know what? During the week, I don't have a whole lot to do. Let me help her. And so we set up a meeting and rescheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled. And all we were doing was planning a Thanksgiving feast. And so when I finally met with her, she was telling me all these woes of, of her business life. I'm like, you know, I can help with that. She was like, you can. I'm like, absolutely. So she showed me her home office and, and she wept. Hmm. And she said, can you fix this? And I was like, are you kidding? 100%, absolutely. Just don't come in here. Let me d- let me do my thing. Nice. So I so I, I fixed it. And then when I showed it to her, she cried tears of relief and tears Aww. of joy. And she was, and, and so I went home and I told my husband, I'm like, wow, that was the hardest but most rewarding work I have ever done. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, you're not going to like make a website and stuff, are you? And I was <laughs> like, you know, I just might. Yeah. And then I sat down and I did. And, and so, and, and it just, it just blossomed and I, I knew about press releases. I made a press release and the Colleen Daily Herald picked it up, oddly enough. Oh, wow. Had this massive picture of me. I'd never seen my face so big. <laughs> had this great big picture of me on the front page of like the community section of the paper. And my mom sent it to the Waco Tribune Herald and was like, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it was, you know, it was the press release and then it was, it was just working with the people, and and then I got my certified professional. My cert, I'm a certified professional organizer, so I got my certification a few years later, and and it's just, it feels right. It's what my heart loves, and it's what I'm so super passionate about. And when you love something so much, and you love the people that you're serving so much, you can't help but be successful. There's just, there's just no way. That's so true. And you, you must have a gift for that then too. Cause I know like from my eyes, when I look at a mess, I don't see like, Oh, I could help or whatever. Like it's such a, a neat way to, to, to be there to help someone mm-hmm. with just the organization. And it's such a, a small thing, but it's a huge thing at the same time. Right. And it's, and I, and I attribute it, you know, I always say I'm not an artist. I'm, I have all these ideas, but at the end of the day, I'm a problem solver. Mm-hmm. And so what I can do is I can take the space, take the stuff, and then take the person that I'm working with and use that artistically and turn it into something that works and functions and makes people happy. Yeah, and that's so important to have that. I know um, you talked about how you started your business. I want to know more about, like, the you mentioned some of the methods that you use to get organized. But are there, like, some that you can share with us that kind of, the, when you meet with someone, kind of the things you look at to help them get started with the organization? You bet. I ask a lot of questions. Mm. I ask a lot of questions. And when I'm in the space, I can look around, and it's like, okay, tell me about this. I can see the hot spots. In fact, most of the people I please don't clean up for me. If you leave it in the mess that it is, then I can see where you're leaving papers and I can see where the shoes are getting left and Mm -hmm. I can see where your kids are dropping their dirty clothes. And so instead of trying to teach all the people, hey, I'm going to create the system, I'm going to teach you how to conform and then you're going to have to and or it's going to fall apart. It's more like, hi, people, tell me who you are. And I and I learn who they are and I see how they operate. And then we create systems that work 
for them. And so the systems that work at your house may not work at my house and vice versa. So each person is unique. And so I struggle. Many times people want me to make a webinar. They want me to make an online course. But there's too many variables. There's too many variables because each person is so unique and each person deserves their own their own unique system that works. And so that's what we do. Well, I can see that. Even I have three kids mm-hmm. and they're so different. My son is very much like my husband, very organized and has a place for everything and isn't attached to things like my daughter is. So it's my middle daughter. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, I could see that. So that makes sense to ask questions and then kind of figure out how to adapt around what they're already doing and exactly. kind of help them make improvements. Exactly. Because it's easier to change the things mm-hmm. than to change the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. So what's been one of the more fun projects that you've worked on with someone? You know, I've really been thinking about that. And and so I, oddly enough, I help a lot of, of single gentlemen, older single gentlemen decorate their houses. That's always fun. Um, but I think I had a family where mom and dad lived here and their kids lived in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And so they... Mom and dad needed to go to assisted living, and they went to assisted living in Dallas where where their children were. But the house was here, Mm. and so we needed to go through the house. We needed to find those special things. We needed to – so we went in, and we went through, and we actually took photos of anything that looked like it might be sentimental, sent it to them, and then I arranged for the yard to get mowed, and then we got it all ready. Any repairs that needed to be made to the house, we arranged for those – And so it's not necessarily organizing, but what we did is we provided a service for, for these, these children who were trying to care for their parents and saved them the heartache Mm. of having to go through 30 years worth of electric bills. Right. And so it was such a blessing to them. And then I worked with the, the estate sale people. And so the, you know, the kids would come down every couple of weeks or something and, that was one of my favorite jobs. I really enjoyed caring for that family in that way. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of organizing. We packed some up, and then you know they weren't going to have an estate sale. Then they were, but it was just this big project. It was beautiful, and and every, and at the end, everybody was really happy. That's so nice. And then you probably don't think about that until you're in that situation, trying to go through someone else's things, exactly. and then trying to figure out how to manage. Like I just think about my parents' home; they have a lot of stuff. Like they're like me; they, they like things, and so at a certain point, something has to be done with that stuff. So it's, it's that's mm-hmm. a good thing to think about to have someone help you with with that and manage that because it is an emotional thing to, to do. I'm sure. So that's right. When it comes yeah. to emotions and stuff, oh. I'm your girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need that. Good to know. <laughs> so what's one of the more challenging? Um, projects you've worked on most for for me most of the challenging projects are the projects of the heart um we had a family where they were living in in very poor conditions the family came um the mother had had health concerns and the family came in and they were like I just can't do this and they called me and they were like can you do this and I'm like I can I can and we ended up having to throw away everything in the house mm-hmm. and and so there wasn't, there was very little that we could salvage, but it was the pain of the family. It was her children. She ended up passing away, but it was her children and, and their struggle of having lived in that, in that, in that scenario. And, and so we, you know, we spent weeks, I had two people there for 40 hours a week, wow. weeks to get this house to where you could only, you could sell it. But at the same time, we became so close and became, you know, we became, we grew to love these people 
And so that was hard. That was hard to see. But in the end, it was a it was a happy ending. You know, the boys, the her children, you know, they're doing great. And so so it was a happy ending. It was hard, but it was it was very, very heart wrenching in, in what we were doing. Probably really re- rewarding to be able to be a part of that a part of their life at that time when they needed it the most. Yes. So yes. That's great. For sure. What, um, so people have a lot of time on their hands being <laughs> kind of, um, quarantined. I mean, we're not at this moment, not, you know, locked into our homes, but it may come and it may not, but um, a lot of people have a little bit more time. Um, I know for us, all of our sporting events are, are canceled and, um, all the things that board meetings, all the things we go to are, are not, no longer for a while. So what are some, um, some things that I can do or anyone can do at home to help get organized? Maybe tackle that closet they put off for, you know, forever. What are some things that people can do? So here's here. I'm going to give you a shameless plug. So I was watching social media and everybody was saying, oh, I'm going to organize and oh, I'm going to organize. And and I was listening to Donald Miller. If you've never listened to him, he's 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 a very, very smart man. And he was like, you know, take what you've got and do it. And I was like, okay. And so I do a declutter challenge twice a year. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to everybody's home. Everybody's wanting to declutter. So I'm just going to lead them for free. So I made a Facebook page. It's called Declutter Together. Mm-hmm. Every every day I get up and I this is what we're going to declutter and this is how we're going to do it. And so giving people something to do, they have some focus. And if you just walk around your house, it's just so overwhelming. Do yeah. I do this? Do I do that? Of course, we'll see things. We'll see things and we'll be able to do those things. But to have some direction and to have some community. Yes. That is that is the secret mm-hmm. sauce. So if everybody is looking at their makeup and going, geez, Louise, why have I been keeping this? Then you're, then it's more fun. Mm-hmm. It's way more fun. And so that, that's a great place to start. Another place to start. And, and I'm going to say this and, and everybody's going to roll their eyes. Start with your own stuff. It's so much easier to organize your kids. It's so much easier to organize your husband because you can point that finger and say, look what you've done. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. And it's hard to take care of your own things and say, look what I did. Right. I did this. Well, if it's kids' toys, you can just toss it when they're not there and hope mm-hmm. they forget about it. But if it's your own thing, you have to actually put thought into taking it and putting it in the trash or giving it away. That's and that's, right. yeah, so that, that makes sense to, mm-hmm. to do that. Um, it's definitely a lot easier. That's why, probably why your job is something that, you know, people need that. They need that for that person in between to go, do you really need this? And do that's you, right. you know, here's what we're going to, we can do with it where it's more useful somewhere else. So. And they need somebody to take it away for them. Yes. No. Oh, Oh, that's my, my biggest problem is I put it in the garage and then it sits there. I'm like, oh, wait, I have that thing that mm-hmm. I think I need to go back and get. Or, oh, maybe I really do want to keep that T-shirt. <laughs> so right, I'm, right. I'm guilty of that. And it's like, here, let me just take this with me. Mm-hmm. And that way I'll that's just gone. save you the trouble. Yeah, that that's so helpful. Um, let's, let's go ahead and do one more. And then I have a list of things I want you to run through okay. here in a little bit. Um, I mean, you talked about kids. Like, what are some, t- some tips to help keep my kids organized? Um, I have one that does a great job, another two I'm kind of working with. But kind of what are ways I can help guide them to help them be more organized and, and Okay, thoughtful. I'm going to get another eye roll here. Okay. <laughs> Listen to them. Okay. Listen to what they want. Just like you said a minute ago, that each of your children are different. Mm-hmm. So all of their rooms aren't going to be organized the same. Mm-hmm. And so none of those will even be organized the way you or your husband do it. So it has to be specific to each kid. And I do, I meet with a lot of teenagers when the parents call me and say they won't keep their room clean. And so I just sit down and listen to them. Okay, so we've got dirty clothes over here. Where do you take off your clothes? We need a hamper that you, do you kick it off? Do you shimmy it off? How do we do that? And so... I listen to them. And, you know, and as a parent, we know best. Right. And I did it, too, with my big boys. I would tell them, go go, bring me the clothes that you don't wear anymore. 
and they would bring me their Ralph Lauren chinos. It's like every respectable young man needs a pair of Ralph Lauren chinos. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, take these back. And like you said, to bring what we don't wear. But I'm not going to wear those. Well, you're going to wear them if I tell you to. Right. No, I'm not. <laughs> so Easter or the yeah, or, uh, banquet you know, or whatever, a wedding. A wedding uh -huh. or something. Uh -huh. And they said, no, we wouldn't. I don't want to wear those. And so, it, so I was not listening to them. I was disrespecting them. And so when I disrespect them, they're not going to buy into what I want them to do. So when you listen to them and, and they say, I like it this way and I like it that way, and you really stop what you're thinking is mom knows best – and, and you listen to them, they're going to tell you exactly what they need. They're going to tell you exactly. And so that is the key that most of us miss. We want to be the boss. We want to be large and in charge. But really, they know what they need. That's so insightful. That really helps kind of thinking back of how I've dealt with some of that with organization. That that helps so much. <laughs> it's such a small thing to just to listen. It seems like common sense. But, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a little break. Okay. And when I come back, I want to talk through a list. You mentioned makeup. I mentioned T-shirts, um, clothes. I want to talk through all those things and see if you can kind of dig in a little deeper on what to do and kind of how to make the decision on what to keep and what to toss. So we'll be back in just a minute. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello, I'm Ann Harder. Central Texas Living has found a new home on the Rogue Media Network in a podcast. Join me each week as I talk to a new guest from our community that you may know or have always wanted to. We'll talk about exciting events, progress, changes in our little part of the world, and much more. And if you've got people you'd love to hear from on the podcast, just drop me a line at ann at roguemedianetwork.com. The show you've loved over the years on television is now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today and we'll see you next time on Central Texas Living. Thanks for coming back. We have Jennifer Snyder here. She's the owner of Need as a Pen. Uh, we're talking about organization in the household. And so I want to dig in on a few areas and talk more specifics. Um, one area, the first one I'll start off with is, um, the first one we'll start off with is t-shirts. I have a lot of t-shirts. I worked for a college for 10 years and I have a lot that are sentimental to me. Um, my son has played lots of sports and you know, all that. Um, I have lots of t-shirts. I don't wear them all. I'm not really a t-shirt kind of girl, honestly. I rarely wear them other than to sleep in them and then maybe, you know, around the house on a Saturday. What do I do with them? <laughs> well, first and foremost, what we want to remember is that sentimental items are a category all of their own. So we put clothes in our closet that we're not going to wear, but we they have sentimental value. Our closet is not where they go. Our closet is for the clothes that we wear. And so there's nothing wrong with keeping sentimental items. Just keep them out of the mix of your everyday things. And so what I would suggest that you do, and, and even what I do with mine to some degree, is you know, we, we're baseball people. And so I have a ton of major league teamed shirts. And, you know, sometimes they fit better than others. Mm -hmm. and, and when they don't fit well, I don't want them in the mix. So I have, I have a box in the closet. It's a plastic box with a lid. And... 
and those shirts go in there because I don't want them to go away. I, I want to wear them when I can. And so I would suggest that with that, you you just box them up. You box them up, and until you're ready to get rid of them, I know a lot of people talk about the T-shirt quilts. that I'd like, oh, mm-hmm. the T-shirt quilt. The t- I can't tell you how many parents have saved tub after tub after tub of these T-shirts for, for their children. And so the thing with T-shirt quilts is I think they're fantastic. They're a great they're a great guilt-free thing to do with all of these T-shirts, but they're heavy mm-hmm. and they're bulky. So be careful in how big you make them because if it beca- if they're too big, they're too heavy, then you can't take them. You know, my son plays select baseball and I've seen a lot of the T-shirt quilts go to the foot or the baseball games when it's cold. And and that's a great thing to do with them, but again, if they're too big and too bulky, you can't do that. So I would say, you know, make sure that you know what what you want to do with them. If, if you just want to hang on to them until you feel better about getting rid of them, then I would put them in a box. If you want to make something useful out of them, you could try a quilt. But again, don't let it get too big. Use just your favorites mm-hmm. and just the ones that really matter. You know, um, if you have a bunch of Baylor shirts, you could have this great green and, green and gold quilt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have... You know, but or if you're a runner, if you have a bunch of um, race shirts, five Ks, marathons, good gravy. If I ran a marathon, I'd want the shirt. Yeah, and so the proof of it. <laughs> exactly. So, so those kinds of things have themes, but don't use every single shirt. And that's what I th- that's what I find a lot of people doing. And then I and then so I have the moms, all these shirts, all these shirts, and then I have the kids on the other end. They're hiring me, and they're like, I, my mom made me all these quilts. What do I do mm-hmm. with them? And so what we don't want to do is we don't want to pass on guilt to our children. Gotcha, yeah. And so just be careful. That makes sense. One thing I know that my husband does, and I'm, it, it it's great, and I, I try to do the same thing when I can. He takes pictures of things that he, it's like, I don't really need this mm-hmm. item. I, I'll take a picture, and I have that. So I look back and go, oh, look, this happened, and here's the proof of it. So I know even like my shirts, it sounds silly, but that could be a way to kind of have the proof of that without having to hang on to the baggage my, that comes along with a T-shirt. <laughs> my favorite, favorite thing to do with any sentimental item, and that includes T-shirts, it includes Christmas ornaments that you're not keeping anymore. But take pictures, take really good pictures. Mm-hmm. You can get a light box, a little 12 by 12 light box oh, yeah. on Amazon for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Take really good pictures and then make a shutterfly book. So oh. you can make a picture, you take a picture and then you can type in the story. When we keep things, we keep things for the story. We keep things for remembrance. A picture by itself isn't going to do it. A quilt by itself isn't going to, it's not going to tell the story. This, you know, this is the shirt that I was wearing when I was at the basketball game where I met my husband. Right. That story is not with it. So the books, they, they fit neatly on a shelf, and they're colorful, and they can put so, so much of, of the story in there, and that's what matters at the end of the day. And it's such a small piece of a small item that all the shirts could be kind of in there all with the their shirts. story. Yeah, yes. That's great. Yes, I absolutely. love that. Love it. All right, so next one's makeup. Um, so makeup is a thing that I um, have – way more makeup. I threw away some lipstick that I knew was at least 20 years old about two years ago and I don't know why I kept it. It was in a little old caboodle which I think the caboodle was 20 years old also. <laughs> so what are some tips and how do you let go of makeup? Because I, I I love makeup. I love trying things. I, I, if I spend money on it I want to make sure I get the best use out of it mm-hmm. um, even if I don't love it sometimes. So here's makeup. Here's the thing with makeup. Makeup is usually expensive. Even mm-hmm. if it's not even if you don't buy it at the department store it's still pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's expensive, and then it is representative of what we want to be. Hmm. So even, so we want, on date night, we get all gussied up, and that's who we want to be all the time. And so 
that's what the makeup represents to us. So, so by getting rid of it, we are unrealistically saying to ourselves, I'm getting rid of that opportunity. And so it's not that opportunity because you have all the other lipstick. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's why we struggle. That's why, that's why we keep it as women. But the fact of the matter is makeup gets pretty funky. Mm -hmm. I've seen, (laughs) I've seen eyeliner growing mold and, and, you know, and everybody has tried to use the mascara just a little bit too long Mm. and that's what happens. And so that happens to all of it. And so what you want is you want what you love. You want what feels good. You want what looks beautiful on your skin. And, and there is, everything has an end of its life cycle. Mm -hmm. And so just because we want it to continue its life cycle doesn't mean that it is capable of doing so. And so that, you know, it sounds like I'm talking like about a cat, but, (laughs) but it's, but we want to use it. We want to we want to be what it represents. And, and sadly, marketing has a lot to do with that. Mm, and so yeah. my best advice to you is you you clearly know what you use every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did today. I don't use any since since all this. <laughs> I don't see very many people. But you know what you use every day. And then you know what is your is your fancy your fancy stuff. So you keep your fancy stuff. You have your everyday stuff Buy the bigger portions of the everyday stuff because you're going to use it. Mm-hmm. The fancy portions by the smaller, by the smaller one, and then and then you can use it before it goes bad because makeup does have expiration date. It does. I know that, like I mentioned, that lipstick it was definitely a different color than it used to be, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, it was pretty gross. So that makes sense. So to ha- you hold on to kind of what that represents. Mm-hmm. It's the fancy night out. It's the fun time, and uh, that makes complete sense. Yep. So I'm gonna go back and look at my makeup when I get home today. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing on the list are, are games, like board games and puzzles, and all those things that I'm sure are kind of the same thing. It's all sentimental, ties into a fun time. But tell us a little bit more about it. So games represent what we want to do. Mm-hmm. That's they represent our family sitting together laughing and you know when the reality is you cheated, no I didn't, yes you did or <laughs> oh gosh, <yes>. or <laughs> hey get off the video game so we can play Monopoly. And and so it, they represent what we want to do and we want to do great things and I, and the families that actually play games I love that. It makes me so happy. But what happens is there's big ones and there's small ones and there's rectangles that are thin and squares that are fat and then we have the uno cards and and all those so they're messy they're hard to they're hard to manage for that reason and so we just stuff them all into a cabinet and close the door and then the door's closed and then we forget and so every so often and now's a great time to do it Mm -hmm. is to go through and figure out which ones are still age appropriate which ones are in line with the values of your family Hmm. What is missing pieces? What where the the box is so torn apart that you can barely use it? Um, puzzle pieces, puzzles missing pieces. If you know that there's missing pieces, I would just let them go. Turn them into a craft project if you have to, mm. but do something else with them. That's and, smart. And just you know, clutter is anything that we do not love or use. So we can't use a puzzle without the pieces. We can't we can't love a board game without the pieces. And so, so just stay on it you know now's a great time you know when life is busy it's harder to do Mm -hmm. that but but now's a good time when you pull out a game if you don't want to play it if you guys are like no we don't want to play that well do we ever want to play it then if the answer is no then great we can pass this on to a family who would love that it'll be a blessing to someone else i love that 
The next one on the list is clothes. This clothes. is the, the one I have the hardest time with. I shop at a little place called Clothesline here in Waco, mm-hmm. and I get clothes for a dollar all the time because they have their sales on Fridays, so the Flash um, fr- Friday sales. Um, and so sometimes I get really nice, expensive clothing that's you know worn by someone else for a dollar, um, and it might fit little snug or a little big or whatever I'm like well I might commend it or maybe I'll lose a like a few pounds and can fit in it um and so I struggle with that and then I also do a dress a day in May so I have all these dresses and I love them all um but some aren't as flattering and some but I, I there's potential I see the potential and I might can add something to it and can embellish it um but I have a hard time letting go of clothes so talk to uh, to that or just about clothing in general uh, kind of what people can do to help narrow down well, their wardrobe all of your clothes everything in your closet should make you feel like a million bucks mm. yeah so if it doesn't make you feel like a million dollars if it doesn't make you feel like the most beautiful person in the world you don't need it mm. and that's the thing and so think about it with the sizing and so let's say you were a perfect size 10 you're way closer to that than I am but if, if you were a perfect size 10, the clothes in your closet that are a size 14, 12, 16 even, those clothes are telling you that it's okay to eat all the cookies. Mm. Yeah. So you're, you're keeping these clothes in case, you know, for our fat days, in, okay. in case, in case you, you gain the weight. And, but then at the other, on the other side of that, you have, if you're a perfect size 10, you've got these eights and sixes in your closet. And they're not telling you that you're, you know, that things are all well in the world. They're telling you that you're fat. Mm. So you want clothes that speak to you. You want clothes that fit you now, not next month or not last year or high school, for goodness sake. Um, You want the clothes in your closet to make you feel amazing. And if they don't, they're not going to the next time around. It's just what it is. And so... I help people go through and, you know, do you love it? You know, sometimes, you know, we have a favorite sweater and it got a hole in it. And so let's be real about whether or not we're going to mend that. Do you mm-hmm. even know how? Who would? Who do you call? Who do you take it to? Right. And if it's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, we well, have until I come back to figure it out. And so we keep those things. And so once we can get rid of all of the extra things, even the, the sentimental T-shirts, if we can get rid of the stuff in our closets that we don't love and that don't make us feel good, then we have the room to see what we have. And then I love color coding clothes. And so I use the Roy G. Biv, you know, from, from physical <laughs> yes. science. And and then you can see, you know, if you've got 30 black T-shirts, all of a sudden all your black T-shirts are together and you can see that, oh, I might have a black T-shirt problem. Right. And so, or that something don't fit me well and I just have them just because I have them. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. So when you put something on, and that was one of the things that I was going to do while I was at home, is I was going to systematically put on everything in my closet, even if I only wore it to the kitchen and back. I'm going to wear everything I own during during my ho- my time at home so, so that I can make room in my closet. And so a lot of times, you know, I love cardigan sweaters. And so, oh, I really need a pink one. Oh, I really need an orange one. Orange looks terrible on me. <laughs> So I don't need an orange sweater. And, and so when you, when you put them on and you really experience yourself in them, not as you're hurrying to get out the door to go to work, but as you, if you experience them as they are on your body, mm-hmm. then you're going to, to, to think about it differently. And one thing that helps to make things go away, to help things get out the door, is if you have a friend, if you have a family member, if you have a cause that you can really feel good about, 
if I if I put on some clothes and they don't fit me well, it's like, you know what? I'm going to give these to the single mom's ministry at Antioch. And somebody is going to be way more blessed by this than me. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you know what what you're where it's going and that it's going to someone who's going to love it. My aunt has been giving clothes to a friend and that friend is so happy. Aww. Is so happy. She's just on, over the moon and my aunt is happy to see her wearing them. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a beautiful ending like that, it's easier to let it go. And if you just okay, it's going to go, I'm going to see a homeless person wearing my shirt. You know, I hear a lot of people really not like, you know, just feeling funny about that. And that's not the case when you know where it's going. That makes sense. I know I donate a lot back to clothesline. If I buy something for a dollar and I don't want to try it on that day, but I get home, I'm like, oh, yeah, this doesn't work out. I'd put it in a box and take it back. And um, it's easy to get it there than other items I have to get to other places. Cause I know like the, the cause that um, clothesline is for Mission Waco and that makes me feel good. So I'm, I'm more likely to get it there than I am other items in my house that I'm trying that, to get rid of them. And so, so that just, that yeah, just makes, makes it sense. so much easier. It does. It really does. Um, well, gosh, you really opened my eyes to a lot. <laughs> I'm going to go home and look at my house different. And I know my husband will be so glad because, um, like I guess we're kind of the yin and yang and all the whole that, all that he loves the clean, tidy and picked up, but I'm okay with a little crazy and chaos every now and then. <laughs> and so my, my sister came over about a year ago or it's been a while. And she's like, it's like, you know, there's Mark's closet everything's perfect. And then there's like a party over there in yours. I'm like, thank God we have separate closets. Um, cause that could be a problem <laughs> in so our marriage if we didn't, but thank you so much for coming in today. Um, to go ahead and tell us where we can find out more if we need some, if we need you to come in to help us with our offices and our art closets and those kinds of things. Then I, you can find me at neatasapin.net. Uh, that's my website. There's a way fun bio on there. A lot of people get a kick out of that. And Ooh, then you have to check it out. <laughs> and then I'm on Instagram, Neat as a Pen. I've also got the Facebook page, Neat as a Pen Organizing Experts. And then the Declutter Together, that's on Facebook as well. So that's a lot of fun. And what I can do right now, now that we've got the social distancing, then I can even do virtual organizing. Oh. So you just take your laptop. I'll be at my computer and, and we'll look at it together. I can still ask you the questions and I'll say, turn around, show me that over there. And so it's it sounds weird, but at the same time, then I don't have to see all the other rooms getting there. Mm-hmm. And so that's a that's a lot of fun to do that. That's great. And you also offer cleaning services too. Yes. Yes. We have, um, in 2018, I started uh, the house cleaning side of, of the business is just a total home care. And so right now we're spending a lot of time getting home sanitary so that people aren't hunkering down to, to protect themselves from the outside sickness mm-hmm. and then hunkering down with sickness inside. Yeah. So we we're doing a lot to help that too. That's great. Doing a lot of great things. We'll have all your um, social sites on um, originaloutlaw.com too. So be sure you check that out. Um, you also can check out other podcasts at Rogue Media Network. There's a lot of great ones out there. Um, gosh, like 15 different ones that they're putting out. So be sure you check those out. And again, you can go to originaloutlaw.com to find out more, or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks so much for coming on today, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. This yeah. was great. Thanks for coming. And we'll have more information out soon. And y'all take care and be safe. Thanks. Bye. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.